Welcome back, everyone. We are the Jocks of All Trades podcast. I'm excited to say we are now up to three members of Jocks of All Trades. I'm Brad, this is Kyle, and this is Luke, who joined us last week and is going to be joining us moving forward. Guys, it's Thanksgiving week. There's lots of stuff in sports, but I think we all agreed we wanted a fun episode just to bring the three of us together. Why don't we start out with the NBA? Kyle, do you want to lead us? I actually wanted to start with where we were right and wrong last week. First of all, I wanted to say thank you, Luke, for last week. You did a heck of a job. Loved it. Um, I was not out with uh, burrito sickness. That was where you were wrong. I was out with a, uh, a migraine of sorts. Uh, so I was not sick with a, you know, a burrito. Um, and then where you were also maybe not wrong, but I didn't like you guys talking smack about Ben Simmons, but I'm sure we can have conversations about that at some point. So yeah, let's, let's go uh, rolling on with the NBA, which team improved the most in free agency. Uh, Brad, why don't you go first? You know, when I was looking at it, there were a lot of good moves that happened, not big moves, I would say, but good moves that happened. Um, the most impressive for me was probably the Hawks. Um, if you have such a generational talent and uh, Trey Young, it was important that they built a roster around him, and I think they finally made those right moves. They picked up Rondo, Chris Dunn. Um, they also picked up uh, Bog- uh, Bogdanovich, um, uh, Danilo Gallinari. Yep. Um, they've got um, John Collins there. They have Clint Capella. It looks like a deep and like really good roster. I'm curious to see how they play together, but I think the Hawks won out out of everybody. Yeah, I love their team. I I don't think they're gonna uh, intimidate anyone on the defensive side of the ball, but I don't know if many teams are gonna be able to outscore them with how many shooters they have and how they're gonna be able to space the floor. So uh, yeah, I'm right there with you. I I probably would have chosen them, but you took it. So I'm gonna go with the Lakers instead. with uh, KCP, they resigned. They got Morris back, Dennis Schroeder. Um, they got Wesley Matthews, I believe. Uh, so they got a lot of weapons um, and Montrezl Harrell as well. So they kind of retooled, reloaded, and it's really like a, a really good roster, I think. It's not like, you know, they don't have like four or five superstars, but LeBron and AD, that's enough. And now they have guys, role players to fit in super well. And Schroeder off the bench, if he even is off the bench. Either way, they're deep, they're reloaded, and they'll probably be a contender once again. Yeah, no, I would I would definitely agree. The Lakers seem locked and loaded once again. And they needed to come locked and loaded after losing players like Dwight Howard to free agency who played a pivotal part down the stretch, uh, getting minutes on defense when AD needed a rest. You needed someone who could take over down low for him, and you got that. And um, you got that in, back in Morris. You got that in Harrell. Uh, you've got that Marcus in a Hall. bunch of people. And Marcus All, absolutely. Yeah, about him. Yeah. yeah so that's, a, that's another big addition that the Lakers made. And, you know, as soon as they get AD re-signed, I don't know why there's a pause on that for right now, but as soon as they get him re-signed, get LeBron signed, I, if, you know, depending on when the season starts and when, you know, LeBron feels ready to come back with it being a short off season, watch out. We might be seeing a repeat. Yeah. AD's going to Boston, of course, but (laughs) that is a pipe dream but man you can dream if you want Danny Ainge doesn't have it in him I'm sorry (laughs) 
Danny Ainge has done nothing for five years, but wait, <laughs> AD is coming, man. Oh, yeah, there we go. There we go. Oh, uh, all right. for the football, we have Thanksgiving games. Oh, well, the Steelers and Ravens was postponed, which Steelers players are very, very mad about if you check their Twitter. Um, let's go to some game predictions. The Texans and Lions, 1230, and the Washington football team and the Cowboys at 430. Brad, go ahead. Um, you know, first of all, I'm going to say I don't like that the Washington football team and Cowboys are playing on Thanksgiving because it's literally the Cowboys and the Indians. But uh, beyond that, uh, it, it is. It's, it's Not terrible. anymore. <laughs> Whoever their PR person is should be fired, first of all. Second of all, um, I'm going to take the Texans over the Lions. I'm going to say 35-17. Deshaun Watson has a cannon. We've talked about this before. Uh, and you know what? The Lions just looked like crap against the Panthers. They couldn't even score. So I think it's going to be very lopsided. It's going to be a boring game, one that you're going to have to kind of sit through. Um, and for the second game, I I can't bet against Dallas. I really can't. Like, I thought no one in their right mind thought they were going to take Minnesota to the woodshed, and they did. So, you know, I don't think that looks good for the Washington football team. I'm going to take the Cowboys 28-24. to 24. It'll be a close one. What's your predictions, Luke? All right, so my predictions, um, I don't see the Lions in an as hapless state as um, my colleague. Um, I see it being a closer game. Um, I see maybe the Lions kind of finding themselves a little bit, but not quite enough. I see the Texans coming out on top. Uh, 35 to 24 should be, a, if you like offense, I believe it should be a pretty good game. Um, I... Um, I guess I'm just not quite sold on Dallas yet. Um, I think um, you've got some questions on offense for both teams. Um, I do have actually the Washington football team coming out on top at uh, 21 to 17. Should be a close game, um, but I think the Washington football team, um, they have some weapons, especially like in people like Terry McLaurin. I think they should at least, uh, they, I think they'll do enough to come out on top. Okay, well, my predictions, I'm definitely different than you guys. I have the Lions winning 23 to 20. Listen, it's 2020, it's COVID year. The Lions suck, so this is why they're going to win, is because they should lose this game. Um, Lions and then the Cowboys, this is their day, Thanksgiving day. So I think they're both going to win. Uh, I get it, the Lions do suck. But maybe Matt Stafford can, some, can get a rabbit out of a hat, can get lucky um and pull something out of it out of his butt who knows that's what i'm going with and then <laughs> dallas i have them winning 31 17 um the nfc east is terrible we all know that and i saw life out of a lifeless dallas team uh andy dalton's back he got it to his receivers and they have really good receivers by the way um zeke elliott's still there so if anyone's going to win the division i think it could be dallas and i think this is the next step uh, and winning that division is beating Washington 31 to 17. All right. Well, those are all our predictions. Have a happy Turkey day. Um, enjoy the games. If you get a chance to watch them, if not spend time with family, enjoy all that. Um, but for right now, we're going to move to one of our favorite segments. Everybody likes to go off a little bit. We're going to go to, are you for real? Kyle, do you want to start us out? Yeah. So my, are you for real? It's not football or basketball related. It's about baby Yoda 
please guys watch the mandalorian it's a great show and baby yoda is cute as we all know are you for real people getting upset about baby yoda eating eggs i mean guys i eat eggs am i a bad person if i let my dogs loose uh they'd probably kill a rabbit are they bad dogs listen lions eat gazelles i eat eggs baby yoda eats frog eggs are you for real people? Stop getting upset about oh, a fake show. Sorry, Star Wars isn't even real. So, and you're upset about Baby Yoda eating eggs. Okay, Brad walked off because he thought, and Luke died because they think Star Wars is for real. Uh, it is not. I'm sorry, guys. So, <laughs> are you for real? Stop crying about Baby Yoda eating eggs and move on with your life. Go home and rethink your life. <laughs> all right luke you're next go for it are you for real all right so i'm gonna bring us uh back to the world of college football um i'm gonna talk a little bit about the uh the college football committee the uh playoff rankings that just came out tuesday night and i just i have to say these rankings are an absolute dumpster fire you're telling me that a team that is undefeated doubtless um, playoff contender in Ohio State. I know they're in the top four, but the fact that they are below a team that in their past two games lost and then won by six to unranked Boston College, Clemson sh it has no business being in the top three, with, especially with a loss. Um, I can I can understand Notre Dame maybe being in the top three. They proved themselves against Clemson, won a tough game. I believe Alabama is number one, but uh, BYU is not getting the love that they deserve. They went down in the rankings in spite of being nine and zero, and then Ohio State is not getting the love that they deserve. They should be in the top three, perhaps top two, depending on what you think of Notre Dame. But no, the, the rankings are an absolute dumpster fire. I agree. Um, I, I do really wanted to, to touch on that with you. I think Clemson should still be in the top four, but I think they should be holding on to the number four spot. Absolutely. I don't I don't think you get to leapfrog a team that's undefeated when you lost to the team that's ahead of you. So it should be Alabama, Notre Dame, or Ohio State, Ohio State or Notre Dame, Clemson. Like that that's a simple. Like I don't I'm never a believer in Notre Dame because they always crash and burn in the playoffs every single year. Um, yes. Can a, we talk about how Georgia, who has two losses and they were major losses, they're only five spots away from Ohio State. Yeah. Are you for real? I don't think enough games have been played. This is what I was complaining about a couple of weeks ago. Enough games haven't been played, so everybody's just getting – like Northwestern. Why is Northwestern ranked that high? Northwestern is not that good, but they barely – Tulsa's the in the top 25, you know what I mean? Like – this is just weird. Like, it's 2020, y'all. You know what? The playoff committee is just Oprah. You get a ranking, and you get a ranking, oh, and you get a ranking. <laughs> Judas Priest. Yeah, no, yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. I would, I would agree. I would agree. It's bad. Um, all right. So the last, are you for real? You know, I had something written, but Kyle just really just irked me for a second. So we're going to talk about Star Wars for a second. Star Wars is the most generational thing that's ever been created. Um, it, it's a huge part of my life, especially my dad and I and my sister and my mom. Um, uh, Star Wars may not be real, but to a lot of people, Star Wars is like 
it. Like you can't go past that. Like I, I might even say that I like Star Wars more than sports, which is a heresy on this podcast. But you know what? Remove him. <laughs> I can remove him from Zoom meeting. Sports didn't give me Baby Yoda. That's all uh, I have. I'm, I'm not even going to go any further. So, I like so just to clarify, Brad's Are You For Real is Kyle, Are You For Real? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Yes, I am for real. Uh. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we've gotten through our Are You For Reals. We had a good time with those. Um, since this is the Thanksgiving episode, we thought we'd get real for a minute. Uh, some people may know Kyle and I a little bit, but not everybody knows Luke, who's our new co-host that's with us. So we kind of wanted to go through a couple personal things and talk about Thanksgiving and what we're thankful for. So, um, Kyle, what are you thankful for in life and sports? Um, I'm thankful for family, for sure. Yeah. Um, it's always good to have family around the holiday time, thankful for friends, thankful for good health, thankful for a roof over my head. Um, I'm thankful I got to see the Eagles win a Super Bowl in 2017 because, guys, I don't think they'll ever go back. Uh, I'm thankful to see Penn State go to the Rose Bowl and even lose to USC. I'm thankful that I saw Penn State beat Ohio State uh, on a blocked kick because I don't think Penn State will ever get back to that point. So I'm thankful for good memories because the current memories suck. Sports related. Um, I'm thankful for Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. I'm thankful for, uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you don't like Ben Simmons. Well, I'm thankful for him. I'm <laughs> thankful for Miles Sanders. I'm thankful for a uh, Saquon Barkley who's hurt right now, but I am thankful for him. I'm thankful for my faith, thankful for God. Thankful for my co-hosts. Yeah. And puppies. Yes, sir. Oh, always puppies. Agreed. Luke, you are next on our list. What are you thankful for in life and in sports? Well, I am thankful for my family. I'm thankful for my mom and dad and my brother who drove 14 hours yesterday to come down and see me over in Tallahassee, Florida. And then we're going to be making the trek back to Indiana tomorrow. So wish us luck. Um, I'm thankful for Ohio State. I'm thankful for how they uh, won the championship in 2014, had a really great Sugar Bowl against um, some team that I can't quite remember oh yeah right um the alabama crimson tide we won that game that was that was fun to watch i'm thankful for um i'm thankful for zeke elliott how well he's doing in the nfl the bosa brothers how they're absolutely ripping people apart uh, i'm looking forward to seeing how chase young follows in their footsteps um thankful for guys on the receiving end like terry mclaurin michael thomas who are doing uh, re- who's do really, doing really good things i hope michael thomas can get back to form the way he was last year um thankful that the steelers are undefeated that those are my dad's favorite team um and so i'm looking forward to see how they do against the ravens on uh, next sunday and so no i'm thankful for a roof over my head i'm thankful for lots of things yeah no yes exactly so i'm looking forward to all of that looking forward to all of that and i'm just thankful for also my co-hosts who are also dear friends of mine and i'm thankful that we can have this fun time together all right well uh i'm I'm gonna try to keep mine brief but i've got a lot um i'm thankful for um my wife my family my friends uh and my fur babies um and you know that that kind of goes far in sports, you know, I'm just thankful that we have any sports to watch this year with COVID. 
with all the craziness that's gone on, at least we've had some consistency, something to come together and talk about because it's given us this podcast again. Um, just very grateful for all of that. I'm grateful for being a part of one of the like craziest dynasties to ever occur in sports. Like it's insane. My parents keep telling me, enjoy it while it lasts, enjoy it while it lasts, enjoy it while it lasts, because they had to go through years and years and years and years of just crap. So I'm thankful that um, I've watched a ton of championships, watching Nick Saban coach some of the best players to ever go through the NFL and through here. It's just been a ride. I know eventually it's going to come to an end and we're kind of in the sunset part of that, but I'm enjoying it still. They're great players. It's cool to see all the players that come out. Um, I'm also thankful for um, Brad Stevens and what he's done with the Celtics. Thank the Lord, because Danny Ainge does not know what he's doing. Um, but I'm thankful for the direction that the Celtics are going. I'm thankful for Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart and that young core that they have. Yes, we didn't do anything in free agency, but I trust the plan of the Celtics. Um, trust um, the process. Yeah. I'm also <laughs> thankful that the Ravens could still go to the playoffs. Um, that could be like severely in jeopardy very soon. Uh, I'm thankful that J.K. Dobbins has stood up and that uh, we actually have a running back now. Uh, <laughs> Another Buckeye. Yeah, uh, I'm thankful that we have uh, – how many national championships is it now? I forget. Uh, but anyways, I'm thankful for all of those. Uh, and I'm just thankful to have my co-hosts. I'm thankful for both of you for being in my life and in my wedding and in all kinds of stuff with me. I'm thankful that we have this podcast together and that the three of us have come together and, like, going through all this stuff. It's really neat. Um, and that's that's pretty much all I have, guys. Awesome. Um, so good. some people don't know everything about us. Um, what are your favorite teams, your favorite sport? What got you into sports? Kyle, do you want to kick us off? Yeah, so favorite teams, it's all Philly, pro-related, Flyers, Sixers, Eagles, Phillies. Um, college, it's Penn State, hands down. College basketball, um, it's Duke. Um, Duke, J.J. Redick, easily. I love J.J. Redick. That's why I love Duke. I love Coach K. Um, Penn State, my grandpa went to Penn State. Um, I started following them in uh, 2004 when they went to the Orange Bowl and beat Florida State in triple overtime. Uh, the first year I watched the Eagles, they went to the Super Bowl and lost to the Patriots. Family related. My dad is from the Bethlehem area, which is near Philly. Uh, and then that just follows suit with the rest of the Philadelphia teams. Um, so it's a blessing and a curse uh, being a Philadelphia fan for sure. Um, cause I am very passionate. I uh, do wear, uh, you know, my, my passion, my heart on my sleeve, but they are a torment to me spiritually and emotionally some days. So yeah, those are my teams. I love playing football. If I get a chance, basketball is probably my best sport. I would say I'm a pretty good shooter, not to brag, humble brag. Um, that's about it with sports though. Cause I can't hit a baseball. And the golf, I am struggling hard in, even though I've spent a lot of money practicing. So that's, that's mine. All right, Luke, how about you? What's your favorite sports team, sport? What got you into sports? All right. Uh, my favorite sport is probably football. I love watching it. I love playing it when I get the chance. I don't have a lot of chances, but when I do, I like doing it. I'm kind of a potato, but you know, that doesn't change how much I enjoy it. Um, I, my favorite sports teams, definitely um, Ohio State, both in football and in basketball. I also love IU basketball. Uh, my parents were on 
IU campus in Bloomington when they won a championship under Bobby Knight. So that was really, really fun for them. Yeah, no, that, that was one of the one of my dad's favorite memories. Um, in uh, the NFL, I have a, I have a lot of uh, favorite teams. Um, a lot, most of them are the Steelers. My dad is a huge Steelers fan. I'm a Steelers fan. I also like the Colts, so I'm enjoying seeing what they're doing this season as well. Um, I'm hoping, you know, I don't have to root against one or the other if they meet in the playoffs, but um, I'm looking forward to seeing what both teams do this offseason. Um, I got into sports thanks to my dad watching um, sports with him um, because he's a, such a huge IU fan. Um, he's also a fan of the Big Ten, which meant that in uh, 2006, when Ohio State went to the national championship in both football and basketball in the same year um he rooted for the big 10 he was rooting for ohio state and that's how i became an ohio state fan kind of to my dad's chagrin but <laughs> that's how the um the love for the team started um they ended up losing big to florida in both sports which hurt that was um tim tebow and urban meyer when florida had them and that 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 was that loss was huge um they kind of whooped our butt that game but we we've gotten our fair share since then um and so i'm those are really my favorite teams i also love in baseball um the detroit tigers and the cleveland indians my dad's a huge indians fan so it's hard being fans of two teams when they're in the same division but i try my best and whichever one is succeeding i'm cheering them on well, I'm going to try to keep mine brief again, but mine's kind of long. I wrote a couple notes to help me on the way because I get sidetracked very easily. Um, my three favorite teams are the University of Alabama, Crimson Tide, um, the Boston Celtics, and most recently the Baltimore Ravens, uh, as I had always just kind of attached myself to the NFL team of who I was dating or who I was with um, until I decided that I wanted to pick my own team. Um my favorite sport has to be college football. Um, it has to be. Um, probably what got me into just college football itself. Uh, my family watching Roll Tide football religiously. Um, I always remember every Saturday the game's on. It's always a big cooking day in my family. Um, my grandmother used to cook a lot. My, my mom cooks a lot still. And now we've kind of taken that tradition of cooking a lot and having stuff for like leftovers and like, like trickle down. Having our own like little watch parties because... I've never been to Bryant-Denny. I've seen the outside of it. I've been there. I've never been inside. Um, at some point, I'd like to go to an Iron Bowl, which hasn't happened yet, but maybe it will soon. Um, um, I also uh, remember 2009, I think, was the first time I started following stats and people and scores. Um, uh, Alabama went up against Texas in the Rose Bowl National Championship. Um, that was exciting. Uh, I still remember Colt McCoy getting his butt thrown onto the ground uh, by Marcel Darius. I will never forget that hit. That was insane. Uh, and we all went nuts. Um, I feel bad that it kind of derailed the guy's career, but it was awesome that he just got like whack. Um, Mark Ingram in that game was incredible. I will always remember that performance. I believe he had three touchdowns in that game. Um, that's when we were better, like power back offense. Um, the only other sport that I've loved religiously, Kyle knows this. Kyle and I used to play basketball on the same team when we were in middle school. Um, I've always worn the number 33 for Larry Bird. 
Um, I always wanted to have that same grit and determination and just fight that he had, whether I had the talent or not. I always just wanted to fight and give it my best. Um, I remember my dad would laugh at me because I'd go up for rebounds and I'd come down slinging and all kinds of stuff. Like, you're not taking the ball from me. I got this ball. This is my team's ball. Um, but if you wanted me to shoot, I couldn't hit the broad side of the barn. Uh, that's still the same. But if you want defense, I'm your man. Um, but, uh, man, you know, there's, there's lots of good memories that come out of that. But um, my favorite has to be watching Roll Tide every Saturday religiously. Um, let's see. What do we have next? Okay, so it's not Thanksgiving without. Uh, now, we all went food. I want the explanation of why the food you picked. Kyle? Okay, it's not Thanksgiving without mac and cheese. Listen, yeah, you can take your potatoes, you can take your gravy, your stuffing, your ham, your turkey, whatever. Mac and cheese is legitimately one of the best foods of all time. And that can include Thanksgiving and Christmas and Easter and whatnot. It's not Thanksgiving without mac and cheese because every day is not every day without mac and cheese. So that's my answer. And that's the reason uh, for mac and cheese. Okay. Luke? No, no, I would, I would agree. I, like that baked mac and cheese is very, very good. However, we're talking about Thanksgiving. And in my family, it is not Thanksgiving without my mom's famous and delicious broccoli and cheese casserole. That stuff is good. And she always cooks it to the best every time. She, lo she loves making it. We love eating it. It's a Thanksgiving staple and it wouldn't be Thanksgiving without it. You know, I hear you. I've never had it. I want to try it sometime. It sounds awesome. We'll, we'll get you. We'll get you. We'll get you some. We'll get you some. I'll trade you some squash casserole, which is what my answer is. It's not Thanksgiving without squash casserole. Now, this sounds gross. It really does. <laughs> it's soft. It's crunchy. It's cheesy. You can't beat it. It's easy. It's simple. If I don't have it at every holiday meal, I go nuts. Um, there's two things, but I switched mine. This is my number one. My number two we'll talk about later. Um, all right, so I've heard this a lot. I grew up somewhere different than the two of you. Um, Kyle's originally from Pennsylvania. Luke is from Indiana, and I'm originally from Alabama. So we've all had weird different places that we've grown up. Now, is it called dressing or stuffing? Kyle? Uh, it's called stuffing, and it's just okay. Um, I only eat it on Thanksgiving. Yeah. occasionally my dad will make a meal and it has some stuffing sprinkled on top of it but like i don't eat it besides thanksgiving and it's in the turkey and you stuff it in the turkey so it's stuffing boom okay, okay. um i would agree that's probably a uh, midwestern thing you call it stuffing um, however, you don't put it inside the turkey. You have it on the side with gravy, and it's not just okay. It is incredible. It's one of the things that I stuff my face with every Thanksgiving, probably to the detriment of my health and of the other foods that are on the table. But, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but um, no, no, stuffing is the bomb, and it is very, very good when done right. I don't know what Kyle's eating. He might not be eating the right stuff, but if he has some of my mom's, it's good stuff. All right, we're going to make this real simple. I'm from the South. It's called dressing, and I hate it. <laughs> I've tried it with turkey. I've tried it without turkey. I've tried it with cranberry sauce. I hate it. I can't do it. I'm out. <laughs> 
right, well, I can kind of see how these conversations are going to go in future episodes. Because, <laughs> uh, Luke's just is like the antithesis of all my opinions, apparently. And uh, <laughs> okay, so that's how we know he hates mac and cheese. And uh, he. I do not hate mac and cheese. It's That's very what you good. Said. It's just not Rewind Thanksgiving it. without broccoli and cheese casserole. Rewind you it. missed uh, it. Right when you said that, I just watched Kyle go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go to fact or fiction. Um, I'll kind of be like the host here and let the two of you do it. So, fact or fiction, you will eat more than two pieces of pumpkin pie. Or pumpkin roll. Um, that'll be fiction because I'm actually not a pumpkin fan. Of I, course, not. Yeah, no, no. It, I believe it's a texture thing for me. I am very strange with stuff I eat, and so that mm. might explain some of my wacky opinions on this show, at least in this episode. But no, um, pumpkin stuff. Um, I believe it's a texture thing. I just, I'm just not a fan. I'll eat different kinds of pie. I'll eat apple pie. I'll eat like some kind of like berry pie. Um, we have a lot of like sometimes like a raspberry, which is like raspberries, blueberries, blackberries in it. So it's it's really good. Um, so we'll have some of that kind of pie and I'll have like two or more pieces of that stuff. Pumpkin pie, no though. All right, we're going to make this really easy. Fact, it's heavenly. Yeah, pumpkin <laughs> amazing. Like, pumpkin pie, eh, pumpkin roll, amazing. Uh, fact or fiction, Thanksgiving is the goat of holidays, Brad. Fiction, it's Christmas, just because yeah. of all the happy feeling that comes with it. Yeah, no, I, I would agree. That's definitely fiction. It's Christmas, definitely, um, because, you know, we have this thing called Christmas music. What do you play during Thanksgiving? Christmas music. So <laughs> Christmas is already infringing on Thanksgiving's territory. So, I mean, people start playing Christmas music on November 1st. So, no, pe people, you know, I, I, I can't quite say Thanksgiving is the goat of holidays when Christmas already is playing such a huge part during Thanksgiving season. Yep. Fact or fiction, pumpkin pie is necessary on Thanksgiving. Brad. Fact. Fact. It is not Thanksgiving without a pumpkin pie. I would also have to say fact. Just because I don't like it doesn't mean other families or even members of my family don't. I know all three of my family members love eating it. So if I saw a Thanksgiving table and didn't see pumpkin pie, I'd think, I mean, I don't suffer because I'm not going to eat it, but this is really weird. This is wacky. So I would definitely say, um, fact, it is not Thanksgiving without pumpkin pie, at least on the table as an option for everyone there. Right. That's my thing. It should be on the table, but you don't have to eat it. Uh, fact or fiction, ham is better than turkey. Luke. If we're talking Thanksgiving, I'm going to say fiction. Turkey is the, if, if it's not a turkey, it's hard to almost call it Thanksgiving because I see ham, ham is a Christmas dinner kind of thing, is from my, in my opinion. Turkey is what you have on Thanksgiving day for Thanksgiving dinner. You bring out the ham for Christmas Eve or for Christmas night, then that's where you have your ham. All right, well, I'm gonna say fact because you can take your dried, cold, flightless <laughs> bird somewhere else. I like ham, and I like it on every holiday. Is it Valentine's Day? Yep, it's ham. 
Is it uh is it flag day? Yep, it's ham. Who cares? Yep. It's ham all the way. Well, oh, that makes sense because Brad is such a ham. Is it yeah, breakfast okay. time? Yep, that's ham time, man. Ham and eggs. Let's do it. Hundred uh, percent agree. Uh, hot take segment. Brad, what is your hot take for this episode? So I didn't mention it earlier, but it's got to be said. Green bean casserole is the goat of side dishes for Thanksgiving Day. It is you. You cannot have Thanksgiving without it. It is one of the most delectable things and easy things to make. And everybody likes it. Everybody has multiple like helpings of it. It has to be green bean casserole for me or nothing. I 100% agree. Green bean casserole is amazing with those French onion onions on top. Oh my gosh. Delectable. Okay, I agree with you on the French onion thing. However, I, I, I want a slice of this green bean casserole thing that you're talking about because I have not had that yet. So I, 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 want, to, I, I want to see what all the fuss is about. I'll save you some. Oh, thank you. I appreciate come it. Over, come over and play NCAA with me. I'll save you some. All right. Not a problem. Not a problem. Okay. All right. Next, we're going to do our fantasy segment, guys. Uh, before that, I did want to say uh, I am very broken up about Joe Burrow te- uh, tearing his yeah. ACL and mm-hmm. MCL and mm-hmm. all of the ligaments. I really hope he comes back to full form and he gets healthy and he, you know, keeps um, his ability to be mobile and, and accurate and all that stuff. Cause I know what happened with Carson Wentz. He wasn't the same after his injury. So hoping no, that Burrow comes back to full. It warmed my heart to see um, they were playing the Washington football team. When that happened, it warmed my heart to see Terry McLaurin, uh, Chase Young, Dwayne Haskins come over and say, you know, underneath that Jersey, Ohio State forever, and so that w- that was a really really cool thing to say that the brotherhood always keeps going and never dies. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Brad, let's go with our waiver pickups. Who are you looking to pick up this week? You know, originally I didn't think there was a lot, but there's plenty. Sony Michelle is coming off of IR. It's always a big question mark. Who's the lead back is going to be for the Patriots? Sony Michelle would be good if you're in deep leagues. Frank Gore. Uh, P. Ryan is out. We don't know how long he's going to be out, but Frank Gore has been Frank Gore for a long time. Stick with Frank Gore. Uh, Philip Rivers has actually started having a reawakening for whatever reason, and I hate Philip Rivers, and he's doing well. Um, Michael Pittman Jr. also is kind of breaking out. We're finally starting to see like a number one receiver for the Colts. Um, Nelson Aguilar is ridiculous and has been uh, Derek Carr's number one target so far all season. Expect that to continue against a really weak Atlanta secondary. Taysom Hill is still stepping in for Drew Brees. We're not sure how long he's going to be out with his rib injury. So stick with Taysom Hill. He did really well in his first start. And uh, Gus Edwards, because of all the COVID stuff going on with the Ravens, both the running backs are out besides Gus Edwards. So Gus Edwards should be seeing a lot of the touches there. Uh, next is our stardoms for this week. Uh, Luke, who are our stardoms for this week? Okay, so we have Derek Carr at Atlanta. He's doing really, really well. Good to see him doing well. Um, And then Tyler Lockett versus the Eagles. When you have Russell Wilson throwing to you against, I'm I'm sorry, Kyle, against a defense like Phillies, um, you're probably going to have a day. So watch for uh, Russell Wilson to light it up and watch for Tyler Lockett to have a really big day. Yeah, because Metcalf is probably going to get covered by Darius Slay, who's our best cover corner. And then we literally have no one else on the other side to cover Tyler Lockett. So 
Uh, he's going to have a heyday, I think. So, uh, Brad, who are our benchums for this week? Benchum. You can bench Mark Andrews against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is phenomenal at defense. I'm finally being forced to say it. Ouch, it hurts. Um, but <laughs> we know that they're, they are really good at shutting down tight ends, and I don't think Mark, uh, Mark Andrews is going to be any different. Uh, Brad, who are our drop-ins for this week? Our drop-ins for this week are Devin Singletary. He has just not been the man. Zach Moss has been getting all the touches in the red zone. Jarvis Landry has not done a single thing because the Browns are still one of the best rushing offenses in the league. And Travis Fulgham, he's just not getting the ball. Um, Wentz just likes his tight end way too much. And if it's Dallas Goddard, that's great. Pick him up. But you can drop Travis Fulgham. All right, moving on to trade targets. Luke, who are you looking to trade for to get in the playoff hunt or to maybe run the table this year? To get in the playoff hunt, you need to get a hunt, namely Kareem Hunt. Um, You want to grab him. He's been doing really good for the Browns on the ground. Um, Again, I'm sure uh, the Browns are being very, very cautious before they start giving uh, Nick Chubb the touches that he did have before he got injured. So watch for uh, Kareem Hunt to get those touches. the majority of those touches going forward still. Um, Another two trade targets that we have is a former Heisman finalist and Dallas wide receiver Amari Cooper. Um, He's coming back and again with the rise of Andy Dalton coming back, coming back into form. uh, Watch for him to have a big day. And um, also J.K. Dobbins with the Ravens. Um, He'll probably be getting a good deal of touches. He's probably going to have Lamar Jackson passing to him out of the backfield a lot so watch for him to have a day um we'll see what he does against that uh pittsburgh defense what is lovingly called in pittsburgh the steel curtain so we'll see what they um we'll see what dobbins can do against that all right all right that kind of wraps it up for this episode um unless we have any buzzer beater questions that brad has not today that's fine uh no buzzer beater questions but you're always welcome to give us some questions every week brad can you tell the people where they can find us I'd love to. You're more than welcome to listen to Jocks of All Trades podcast on Facebook. We do Facebook Live every week. Um, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Music, and YouTube. We've got plenty of different ways for you to listen. Um, So check us out. Give us a listen. Give us a call. Give us a text. Let us know what you need. And uh, we're going to wish you all a Merry Merry Thanksgiving. A happy Thanksgiving. (laughs) Um, And we are signing off. See ya. See you guys.